This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. If you're ever hiking in an anaconda's backyard, listen up. Stay away from shallow rivers because these giant snakes love to hang out there. If an anaconda decides to give you a little squeeze, don't exhale. Every time you do, the snake's gonna squeeze you a little bit tighter. Anacondas do have a weak spot, though. They don't like their tail to be bitten. It's not exactly delicious, but it'll get the job done. Avalanches are pretty powerful. So remember these tips next time you're out on the slopes if things get a bit hairy. First off, cover your mouth. Use a scarf or some other piece of cloth and don't let the snow in. Keep one arm straight above your head and don't forget to dig out a little pocket in front of your face. That'll let you breathe for about a half hour. Get rid of anything heavy you're carrying, even if it's expensive. But make sure you hold onto your backpack. It's an extra layer of protection and grab onto a tree if you see any. To get back to the surface, move like you're swimming straight up. Snow's just water anyway. If you ever somehow get trapped in a sinking car, don't panic and don't try to open the door. The water pressure from the outside will be too strong. You'll just waste valuable energy and that door just won't open. The best way to escape is through the windows. Roll them down and swim away. If you're not a great swimmer, you can try to create your own makeshift flotation device, like a plastic bag with air trapped inside. Tie a knot in it and make sure it's tight. A plastic bottle would work great, but one probably won't be enough. You can also use a raincoat or a pair of those waterproof pants. You can even use an upside-down trash can. If you have some car trouble at night, out in the woods for example, you need light to see what you're doing. All you need is a bottle of water or a jug, or even a pickle jar filled with water. Just strap it on a headlight, and voila! The water will spread the light so you can see better. Perfect for setting up an emergency tent, or finding wood for a fire. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Mason jars, those pickle ones, are really handy when it comes to storing matches. If you're camping in a forest, it's really important to hide those matches away somewhere dry and safe. To make it even more convenient, make a strikeable lid. Cut off the strips on the side of your matchboxes and glue them to the lid of your mason jar. Before your next big outdoor adventure, make sure you're all stocked up on dark chocolate. 
Chocolate is probably the most delicious survival food, but it's also one of the best. It's loaded with calories and helps keep your mood up. Plus, you don't need a fork, plate, or fire to prepare it. Last one for today, people. Still having trouble lighting that fire? Look no further than that bag of chips you secretly hid from your fellow campers. Corn-based chips are everywhere these days. And apart from tasting delicious and turning your fingers a weird color, they have one more trick up their sleeve. You can use them to start a fire. These kind of chips are flammable, so make a little mound of chips and keep that dry wood handy. They'll light in seconds. You probably know that without water, a person can survive no more than three days. But it may take even less time before your body stops working properly. It depends on how hot the weather is or how active you are. So, if you run out of water in the wilderness, your top priority is to find a source of it. Keep in mind that water always runs downhill. Head in that direction. It's your best chance to find clean water and avoid dehydration. Speaking of flowing water, if you get lost in the wilderness and have no idea what direction to choose, find a stream or a small creek. Follow it until it merges with a larger river and it'll take you to an inhabited area where you'll get help. You should never go on a hike without some means to make a fire. A lighter sounds good, but what if you lose it or drop it in the water? To be on the safe side, put some matchsticks in a plastic bag and bring them along. Keep in mind that the bag should have a secure seal to protect the matches from liquids. Another way to ensure that your matchsticks will work when you need them is to cover their heads in wax. It's easy to do. Just dip the matches into hot wax and let them dry. It'll make them waterproof, and to use one, you'll just have to scrape the wax off the match head. So, let's say you're wandering in the wilderness, lost and desperate, when suddenly you see a cave. No one will deny that it can make a perfect shelter. There's some wood and tinder you can pick up nearby, and you have matches. It seems all odds are in your favor. And they are, if you don't make a fatal mistake, which is building a fire inside the cave. The main problem isn't the smoke from the fire. The thing is, the heat coming from your fire will cause the rocks, which make up the walls and ceiling of the cave, to expand. Eventually, they'll give in, and you may get trapped in a rockfall or a landslide. To stay warm and safe, build a fire right outside the cave. If you find yourself surrounded by snow and with no drinking water on hand, eating snow is not the best way to rehydrate. In fact, it'll most likely lead to further dehydration. How come? Well, once you stuff some snow in your mouth, your body must start a process that will melt the snow and warm it up. Therefore, you'll need to spend more energy, which will make you lose liquids faster. But that's not all. Eating snow can give you hypothermia, where your body temperature is too low, which is twice as dangerous if you're alone in the wilderness. Besides, Chances are that snow contains harmful bacteria that will cause an infection. If you don't have any other solution, you should melt the snow you're going to consume in your hands first and stay away from the stuff that doesn't look fresh and white. Imagine you're in the water and your hands and legs are securely tied up with a rope. It's not your day. It may seem like an already lost battle, but it isn't. First and foremost, do your best to suppress panic and the instinctive urge to flail. Hold your breath and wait until you get down to the bottom. 
as soon as you feel something solid beneath your feet, bounce off it and get back to the surface. Once you're there, bend your knees and curl your body into the fetal position. Then arch your back and kick yourself toward the surface until your head is above the water. Take a breath and repeat the whole submersing, bouncing, breathing thing while moving toward the shore. If your car conks out in the middle of a railroad track and a train is approaching, abandon the vehicle as fast as you can. After that, run away from the track but towards the upcoming train. If you choose the same direction as the train is moving, you'll find yourself in the path of your late car's debris, and you'll have to duck under the flying big pieces. Imagine your car got stuck far away from civilization, and you don't have a phone or radio to call for help. In this case, a simple spare tire can save your life. While burning, it will produce thick black smoke visible from miles away, and chances are somebody will notice your SOS signal. But remember this, never ever wander far away from your car. All too often, rescuers find undamaged deserted vehicles, while the drivers who've left them in search of help don't survive. You've probably heard that lightning doesn't hit in the same place twice. Well, guess what? It's just a misconception. The probability of a second strike is pretty high. That's why you should stay away from a spot hit by lightning. The safest option is to lie down in some hollow in the ground, since lightning tends to hit higher grounds. Get rid of all metal objects and your mobile phone. Three to four seconds before lightning strikes, you'll feel a metallic taste in your mouth and your hair will stand on end. Immediately sit down, bring your heels together, and place your hands on your knees. If you suspect that some object might be electrified, but you have to check it, touch it with the back of your hand. This way, if your suspicions are correct, you'll get a charge out of it, and you'll be able to snatch your hand back. But if you touch this object with your palm, the electric charge will make your hand form a tight fist, and you won't be able to draw it back. If you're calling an emergency service, first of all, give them your address. Only after that should you explain the reason for your call. In this case, even if something or somebody forces you to end the conversation, the operator will already know where to send help. In a wildfire, choose where to run depending on the wind direction. If it's blowing toward the fire, then you should run into the wind. But if the wind's blowing toward you behind the fire, better skedaddle perpendicular to it. This will help you to avoid both the flames and the sparks carried by the wind. When you've fallen in cold water and can't swim to the shore, hug your knees close to your chest. If there are other people with you, huddle together to keep warm. Do that until help arrives. Don't use water to extinguish a grease fire. Water and oil don't mix, so it'll only make things worse. You need to smother the fire by cutting off the oxygen. Put a metal lid over it or a damp rag. To escape from a car trunk, boy, what a day! Find the trunk release inside. It looks like a glow-in-the-dark handle. All American-made vehicles built after 2002 are required to have it. But if the car is older, rip the wires out of the brake lights and kick them out. Then you'll be able to slip your hand through the hole and let people know you need help. If you happen to have an analog watch, you can use it as a compass. Place it flat on your palm. In the northern hemisphere, align the hour hand with the sun. South will be halfway between the hour hand and the 12. If you're in the southern hemisphere, 
point the 12 directly at the sun instead. A bee constantly bumping into you is a sign of a swarm planning to sting, so find shelter ASAP. And don't wear dark clothes in places with bees. They find it threatening, so they're likely to become defensive. If your car broke down in a remote area without a phone signal, burn one of your tires. Thick black smoke will attract attention for sure. Always put your electric car key fob on your bedside table before going to sleep. If a burglar tries to break in at night, press the panic button. The sound of the car alarm will probably scare them away. Now imagine someone is about to tie your hands with a metal cable. Keep your elbows close to your ribs. This way, there will be some extra space between your wrists when you straighten out your arms. Carefully twist your wrist to free one hand through that space. Say you've run out of food out in the wilderness. Oh boy! You can actually eat the bark of some trees, mostly birch or pines. Cut off the rough, darker outer bark to get to the soft, light inner part. You can eat it raw, but frying and boiling it will make it easier to chew. Don't walk up or down the stairs with your hands in your pockets. If you slip or trip, you need to be able to quickly catch the handrail or protect your head. To open a car with a frozen lock, put a plastic drinking straw into the keyhole and blow into it a few times. The heat from your breath will unfreeze the lock. Before going on a camping adventure, prepare some cotton balls soaked in Vaseline and put them in a closed container. Now you'll always have perfect fire starters. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No matter whether you live near the coast or travel there for the weekend, you should know the signs of an approaching tsunami. It might be a deafening roar that's coming from the ocean, or some other unusual ocean behavior. For example, the water may suddenly drain, showing the ocean floor. Or vice versa, a wall of water may appear on the horizon. Also, pay attention to strange behavior changes in animals. If they unexpectedly group together, hide in different nooks, leave the area, or show extreme anxiety. These may be signs of an approaching natural disaster. As soon as you hear a tsunami alert, don't wait for even a second. Evacuate immediately. Leave behind your personal belongings and documents. Now is not the time to think about your possessions. Gather your loved ones and use any available transport to get away from the coast. Hop in your car, get on a bike, or simply run as fast as you can. Move as far away from the shore as you can, heading toward high hills, mountains, or a forest. If possible, go at least 2 miles inland and 100 feet above sea level. If you're trapped by the rising water, choose the highest and most solid building and climb to the top. It's not an ideal way out since the construction can collapse under the force of the tsunami waves, but at least it's something. Also, keep in mind that roads often get wiped out by tsunamis. Therefore, after everything's done, you may have trouble finding your way back. In most cases, tsunamis are closely linked to earthquakes. That's why you should try to escape to open areas with no or few buildings to avoid being hit by falling debris. On top of that, stay away from power lines, walls, bridges, and whatnot. 
Even if these constructions look sturdy enough, they can collapse during the aftershock. The whole time, pay attention to tsunami warnings and evacuation orders. If you aren't in a tsunami hazard zone, stay where you are and wait for further instructions. Keep in mind that evacuation routes in potentially dangerous areas are often marked by a special sign with a wave and an arrow on it. It points in the direction of higher grounds. If you fall into the water, grab onto a tree trunk, a door, or a raft. In short, find something that floats, and the sooner, the better. <laughs>